Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, what's up? This is Josh Norman. This is Joe Gibbs. You listen to Redskins Talk with J.P. Finley. What up, everybody? Redskins Talk Podcast is here. I am J.P. Finley. We got a lot to discuss. I got my man Rich Tandler here. Tandler, say what's up, dude. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, things are going well in the podcast world. We appreciate you guys. The growth is, is, is really good, and even our bosses are noticing, which is cool because maybe that means we can have another party where we buy people beer, unless you're a lawyer, in which case I don't know if any of this is happening. Um, but... We need you to keep subscribing, keep throwing reviews out there, keep responding to us on Twitter. We're going to reply to a bunch of Twitter stuff today, which is pretty fun. We have our over-unders for the Chargers game. We have our top three L.A. movies. Somehow, Taylor couldn't make a long enough list, so his is L.A. movies and TV shows, I think. We'll get to that. Yep. Um, we also have an awesome interview with Joel Corey where we go, you want to talk Kirk Cousins? We go deep dive on Kirk Cousins. Pete, how, how, how in-depth did we go? My head is still spinning. I'm trying to process it all. I'm not even sure if Pete's at the right mic, but we'll deal with that later. It's this mic, you dummy. Um, it, it, it's a deep dive. You guys are going to enjoy it. Joel is just so knowledgeable. The, the encyclopedia in that dude's head is wild. Um, don't forget, on Friday, we have an interview with one of the guys from the Posse. You're really going to enjoy that. And if you don't know what the Posse is, if you're like 17 and don't know about the Posse, you need to like look it up. Go to YouTube. So, something like that. Yeah, Google it. Thank you, Taylor. All right, um, um, setting the stage, I'm in the podcast studio. Pete is in the podcast studio. Taylor, as always, gets to live in the lap of luxury. He's in his home, I'm guessing, on a recliner, preparing to cough into the microphone. Taylor, where are you? Uh, in, in my office chair at my desk. Okay. It, it semi-reclines? It, it leans back a little. I have the two recliners are in front of me, though, so as soon as we're done... Right. I, I have to run around to the office and, and do all the stuff. Taylor gets to chill. Such is life. I have to edit the podcast. There's a lot of work everybody does except for Rich. All right. Now that now that we got RT all fired up, um, let's start. Taylor, I wrote something this week that I think you have some good intel on. Redskins have $25 million on their injured reserve, which is a lot of money. It's about 15% of their salary cap is on the IR. And here's what makes it a little more remarkable to me. There are other teams with big stacks of cash on the IR, but usually it's because they have one player that's hurt that is a big stack of cash. So the Packers have a ton of money on their IR. That's because Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is hurt and he makes 20 mil a year. The Cardinals have a big stack of cash on their IR, but it's because Carson Palmer is hurt and he makes probably 19. Actually, he might make more than that. He might make 
2022. Ryan Tannehill, same thing with the Dolphins. The Skins have a ton on their IR, but nobody's making any money. Terrell Pryor is the highest earner on the IR, and that's $6 million. So it's 15 guys, all contributors. Maybe 12 of them are significant contributors. And, Tandler, that's without even taking into account Jordan Reed, which I know you wrote about. Right. Yeah, he's uh, obviously he's not an injury reserve. Some people think he should be. Um, you know, I think that if he can come back and play, he 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 certainly would would like to. Um, the thing is, and one thing to keep in mind, folks, and it's a it's a business, and these guys play for money. There, he has in excess, and both he, Trent Williams and Morgan Moses have the same bonus clauses. It's a little over fifteen thousand dollars per game. And roster bonuses if you are active on the 46-man game day roster. So that is $60,000 at stake per player over the next four four games. So that's uh, that's one reason why they want to play. But really what I went into with Jordan Reed this morning was if he should be slash will be uh, traded in the offseason. Whoa! <laughs> Was this like an idea from somebody on Twitter or some commenter? All, all, uh, yeah, multiple people on Twitter have, have mentioned. Why don't we get rid of him? Why don't we trade him? Why don't we cut him? I the, the the nexus of this was just I tweeted out a picture of Jordan Reed in his uh, tracksuit uh, at practice on Monday, saying, "Doesn't look like Jordan Reed is going to practice today," and that brought a torrent of responses, uh, mostly anti. Jordan Reed remaining a Redskin in 2018. I, it, man, people are wild. <laughs> I know. They're not going to trade him, okay, right? Well, real quick, yeah, tell, me, tell no, us what you said. I'll tell you two reasons why it's not going to happen. First of all, they'd, they'd have to take a $5.4 million dead cap hit, Woo. which uh, which is, you know, that's, that's not huge. That's not debilitating, but that's significant. But t- we need local celebrity is, Mitch Tischler here to go, eh, that ain't happening. Eh, yeah. Well, the main reason is that nobody would trade for him at his salary. They know the injury history as it as it exists. Uh, you know, they know just as well as you and I do what's what, what's going on, how many games he's missed, how many games he's been affected, and he has salaries in the in the eight to eight point two million dollar range the next three years. Now, who in their right mind is going to trade for that contract? Right. The the, the answer is nobody. So just put those notions out of your head. You know, I guess they could cut him, but I, I don't see They're them not doing that. Him, I think I think he's a guy. You know, they say with a, an older veteran, better to get rid of him one year too early than one year too late. I think it is worthwhile giving Reed next year since he'll, I mean he's twenty. He'll be twenty eight next season. Certainly prime of his career. Right. And uh, you know, so there, there's no reason to to. Uh, to give up on him now. If, if he's the same way next year, can't you know? Can only play eight, ten, twelve games. Then you really think about it. But next year, he's not going anywhere. Agreed. 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 Um, maybe they have to design the offense so it's not so Jordan Reed specific or Jordan Reed dependent. Uh, maybe that happens through the draft. We'll, we'll kind of see. Um, I think. Tandler, you, me, and Kime, you, Kime, and I, however the hell I should say that, did a good job of handling the shutdown conversation. They're not going to shut people down, so that's where it is. Um, Let's get to over-unders, RT. I know you've done the math. Uh, We got Cousins, Piran, and then a wild card, so hit me. Right. Okay, Cousins. 
what he comes out to is, if you looking at the Chargers' uh, pass defense, which is a little better than average, uh, 248 yards would be his estimate using my my method. 248, huh? Does that seem seem a little low? Although he probably went under that last week in Dallas, too. Yeah, I think it was at 241 last week. Uh, This is probably a stronger pass defense. Yeah, and a much stronger pass rush. I mean, these guys are studs. Right. Um, Yeah, they're fourth in the league in sacks. All right. Um, two forty eight. I think that sh- I think we should make it like two fifty five. Two fifty five point five. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's locked All in. Right. Two fifty five point five for Cousins. Hit me with P Ryan. And mute your Slack. I can hear the bubbles <laughs> pop up when. <laughs> oh, that was just Pete. I didn't not expect anybody to Slack. I just slacked you two fifty five for Cousins. Okay. Well, I. I, I, here, I'll slack it right back. <laughs> <laughs> now Pete's okay. just constantly writing high in Slack, which is pretty funny. All right, uh, P. Ryan. Can I block somebody in Slack? <laughs> P. Ryan. P. Ryan. Uh, let me get my get rid of all these Slack notifications so I can find that. That's what's slowing me down here. Uh Let's see. Uh, I based it on his average in the last three games, which includes two good games and one the bad game against Dallas. Okay. Uh, his estimate is the Chargers do not have a good rushing defense. They allow 130 yards per game. League average is 109. Damn, they allow, they give up 130 a game on the ground. Yes. Yeah. They're That's second. A lot. They're 31st in the league. Um, so that uh, would put. Uh, P. Ryan at 101 yards. I like it. That's a good number. So we're saying he gets to the Century Club. That's the bet. So we'll go 99.5. I liked it at 101. Well, then, then that's that's then he, 99.5. Either he makes the 100 or he doesn't. I know. I like the 101. That's what the number should be. That's the number. Okay. All right. All right. I'm not, slacking it to you. Not worth. It's not worth arguing. All right, now for our wild card, we got a bunch of good responses on Twitter. Um, I know you have one picked out. Do, do I understand that correctly? Yes. Okay. Yes. Go. Ashley Ashley Reynolds. Uh, now she said uh, over under Keenan Allen 100 plus yards receiving and Melvin Gordon 100 plus yards rushing. Uh, I would go Keenan Allen 100 yards receiving is kind of the the hot topic, if you will, as far as numbers. He's the only, and this is an active streak. Only player in NFL history to have three consecutive games with 100 yards or more receiving, uh, 10 or more receptions, and one or more touchdowns. It's in, in history. So that's against the Browns, Cowboys, and I can't remember who they played in the first game, this, that three-game streak. But, no, it would be the last game because um, the Skins played the Cowboys oh, last. Who did the Chargers beat last week? Oh, Browns, Cowboys are going the other the way. Browns. Sorry, dude. Browns, Cowboys I got you. are going the other Sorry. way. So. Whatever. Um, so what's Keenan Allen receiving is set at what? So this we should go 99.5. Either okay. Gets, either he gets 100 or he doesn't. I am in on that. So to review, okay. Cousins, 255.5. P. Ryan, 101.5. Keenan Allen, 99.5. Correct? Okay. Yep. All right. I, the, the one I liked was over-under on 
Bosa Ingram combined sacks. I, it's tough to really nail a number like that down, but I think you set it at one and a half and see what happens. I, I'll, I'll be curious. That's not an official one. That's a little bonus for you. All right, let's get down okay. to business here, Taylor, because the Joel Corey interview is really good. I want folks to listen to that, but we got to give our top three LA movies. And somehow you couldn't come up with three LA movies. Do I understand this correctly? I thought I'd open it up a little more. I don't know. I, I don't like you know. There's a lot of movies yeah, about it's such LA. Such a limited topic. Two, you really have to open one, it up. Two. Two of my three are movies. Oh, my God. All right, man, you start, because I got a bunch. Okay. Uh, just The one TV show, and it's current, it's Bosch. It's on Amazon. Get the Bosch. hell out of here. Are you kidding yeah. me? With this, the I'm list of stuff you can put on, <laughs> you're going with Bosch? Okay, this dude. This is my list. All right, man, Bosch what, it up. What are you guys, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very good series. I like it. It's a good cop show. I'm going with it. Wow. Okay. That is upset of the century, but I'm proud of you, man. Do you? All right. Bosch. Okay. Is Bo- is this in order? Is Bosch your number one? No. I just put them out of due order. Okay. I don't good. care what the rules are. I don't do order. Clearly, you don't care okay. what the rules are. Two movies. Beverly Hills Cop. One or two? Oh, one. What? Okay. Two? I love two, oh, man. One. That's also a great theme song. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. That's a that's a good tune. That's a good tune. And then a movie that is not a Christmas movie that would be Die Hard. All right, strong strong choices. There are so many LA movies though that I'm just dumbfounded that that whatever man. I'm glad your list is. I just wanted freedom. That's all. <laughs> Taylor, you got freedom, man. This is America. God like bless the USA. Both good movies. Uh, so I have a lot of stuff written down here. Um, I'll give away my age just because you threw TV shows in there. 90210 and Saved by the Bell are, are prominently on my list. Um, Never watched either one of them. I'm shocked. All right, movies. So the best ever sequel is is shot in L.A., Lethal Weapon 2, best ever sequel. Um, and then scenes, Heat. This, the, the shootout scene in Heat is incredible, and the horse's head in The Godfather is incredible. So stay with me here. All right, and then my list, I couldn't narrow it down to three, and I, 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 won't, I won't apologize. So I, I think outside of my true romance is an awesome, awesome movie. I don't know if you've seen it, Tandler, but it's awesome. I'm not. All right, and then so I don't know how the hell – I know what my number one is. The next three movies are all kind of lumped together for me. And that's going to be Big Lebowski, White Men Can't Jump, and Boys in the Hood. All just monster, monsterly important movies um, that I love. All of them for very different reasons. I can recite them. I've watched them thousands of times. But the number one, the GOAT L.A. movie is Pulp Fiction. And I don't think Pete's seen it, which makes him a a, a crazy dummy. Have you seen Pulp Fiction, Taylor? I've seen parts of it. I've oh my never god! Sat down and watched the whole thing. You're an adult. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's it's, it's the kind of movie that would it would appeal to me. I just I just haven't. Oh man! And then the other one I, I got to say from a comedy. What is this? The AP Top Twenty Five or something? What what are we doing, dude? There's a lot of good LA movies. Friday, you ain't got no job. Friday is a great movie. And Fletch, Chevy Chase's Opus is is like a Chevy. tremendous movie. I like Chevy Chase. All right, and I know there's a plenty we've left out because there are so many L.A. movies, and somehow Tandler puts an Amazon series on his top three L.A. movies. Training Day, End of Watch, and Entourage are Peter Haley's top three L.A. movies, and I know only one of those is respectable. Uh, 
End of Watch has one of the most gut-wrenching endings End of Watch. Uh, Training Day is good. I mean, there's so many good L.A. movies. So many. Swingers. Swingers, big part of... You can tell how old I am by my list. All right. um, We got to get to Joel Corey. Taylor's list is wrong. My list, while very long, is correct. Let us know what you guys think. Might as well be correct. I mean, you threw every damn movie there is in there. (laughs) Taylor, um, tell everybody to subscribe. We need some subscriptions. Subscribe. Although, hey, if you want to hear... JP drone on endlessly about movies. Please subscribe to, the, uh, to or, the podcast. Or just or just watch Bosch, whatever you're into. Just go watch Chris Bosch. All right. This is, all right. We're done here. We're going to Joel Corey. He's fantastic. Enjoy this. And we will talk on Friday. Thank you. All right. It is a big honor to have Joel Corey join us now. You know Joel. He's a former agent, now can tell you everything there is to know about the salary cap, NFL contracts. He's on CBS. He, he does some work all over the place, all over the internet, but his Twitter feed is, is a must-follow. It's at Corey Joel. Joel, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I mean, I'm doing well. Like, you know, health-wise, you know, Christmas is coming, but the reality with this Redskins situation is uh, – that things are going to get hairy. Four four games left, but the Kirk Cousins stuff is already starting to heat up. It was funny when I texted you to see if you could come on. You're like, "Let me guess, Kirk Cousins," and uh, and you were right, sir. Yeah, that's the uh, biggest topic for the past two and a half seasons with Redskins football, and it hasn't changed yet. Well, and and I think we got another off season with the same same stuff coming, don't you? Yeah, unfortunately, because. Uh, it really should have been resolved before the regular season started, but that's not the case. No, it sure isn't. So I want to I want to dig through kind of a deep dive into the Cousins situation because a, there is confusion around what the options are. I know you know it really well. So so when the season ends, Kirk's one year franchise tag deal expires, and, and what happens at that point? What what can the Redskins do? What can Cousins do? Okay, at the end of the regular season on December 31st, the Redskins and Kirk Cousins could agree to a long-term contract. That's not going to happen, (laughs) but that is possible at that time. Right. Then February 20th to March 6th, the Redskins have a 15-day period where they can designate him as a franchise player or a transition player. That is if they don't reach a long-term agreement um, before the end of the deadline. That's not going to happen either because he has no reason or incentive to do anything until he knows whether he has one tag or the other, franchise or transition. Now, if you put a transition tag on him, that's going to be at a 20% raise of his franchise tag this year, and that's going to be a little over $28.7 million. Now, what that gives you is matching rights if he signs an offer sheet for another club. Or you could put a franchise tag on him for a third and final time, and that would be a 44% raise of his franchise tag this year, and that's going to put it just a shade under $34.5 million. And a third franchise tag operates like an exclusive franchise tag in that the only team you can negotiate with is your own team. You can still sign the tender and then be traded under either scenario, franchise or transition, but you can't solicit an offer sheet with a third franchise tag. So it's not a 
traditional non-exclusive in that they can tag him and he can request to talk to other teams. But, nope, he can't. Right. By rule in the CBA, third franchise tag, it's, it's basically exclusive. But, a, but a, like you said, a sign and trade could still happen. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's always principle. You haven't had a franchise sign and trade in about a decade. The last one was... Was it the one with um, the skins and the, and the Sean Gilbert? No, no, it was uh, Jared Allen going from Kansas City to Minnesota. Okay. Um, so the Redskins' options... All right, so now we know what they can do. Obviously, a long-term deal is the desired answer, but it's just not going to happen, right? I, I mean, to me, it's Kirk is one step closer to free agency. Well... Obviously, the agent, Mike McCartney, who's a sharp guy, works for Cousins. But if I'm him, I'm advising my client to tell the Redskins to kick rocks. Basically, (laughs) if you give me a tender, I'll sign the tender, whichever one it is. Well, first, if I got the transition, I'd probably see if I get an offer sheet. If I couldn't get one to my liking, I'd just play another year on a tender and then in 2019, go where I wanted to without any restriction at all, and all the Redskins would get is a third-round pick as a compensatory um, um, choice compensation in 2020, that would be. Two questions on now, the, cousin, if, they do a tra- if they do a transition. So the first is, if they do a transition in, 20, in 2018, can they do another transition in 2019? Yeah, another 20% raise. <laughs> right. Which at that point you're you're getting up to thirty four. And actually, actually, the thing is, if you put a twenty percent raise on the transition tag, it's the same number as you'd franchise them for this year. And if Cousins could make twenty eight seven, then thirty four five, I think he'd keep doing one year deals in, indefinitely. Sure, sure. You go twenty percent per year. Why wouldn't you? Especially the numbers they're getting to now. If they go to the franchise, are higher than he's going to make on the open market on an annual value, right? I mean, he's not going to get thirty four right. a year this year. Um, no, no, he's not. Okay, so if they he do, couldn't, he could, he could in the first year of a long term deal make thirty five million. Why I say that is it could be a fifteen fifty million dollar signing bonus, but with deferrals, it would probably be around the same amount of money to actually take home in two thousand eighteen. Gotcha. All right, and so. So they could hypothetically transition him this year and transition him next year. What happens? Yeah, it gets a little crazier. Here's something you can also do: if you franchise him this year, you played on the tag, you could then transition him for a twenty percent raise on of the third franchise. Yes. <laughs> and then could you trans? So hypothetically, you could, well, but the could money, you do but two transitions yeah, after that? Money, yeah, but the money's so ridiculous it would never happen. We keep saying that, and it just keeps happening. <laughs> I guess this is the first yeah, year where it's never, truly we've ridiculous. Never, yeah, we've never seen we've never seen this scenario play out uh, with the quarterback because we, we'd be talking over forty one million if you you franchise and then transitioned him because you, you're never going to see another position where this happens because like Tremaine Johnson who's played on two franchise tags his third franchise tag is the biggest franchise tag number at any position. Or 144 percent of his salary, which would be 24 million, if you give him a 44 percent increase. Mm-hmm. What cornerback is going to be franchised a third time? Right, 24 million. Right. So it would only potentially happen for quarterback. Like, say you had a kicker who got franchised twice, then the third time would be a quarterback number not happening. Right, right, right. Like any sort of lineman's not getting there. Quarterback's just such a unique position. <laughs> Let me ask you this much. What do you think will happen? We know the various machinations that can occur. 
What do you think happens? I, I think we both agree. We saw it last year that Cousins wouldn't negotiate. I don't think that will change at all this year. I don't think the, the Cousins team will counter. If, if they do a transition and a team gives them an offer sheet and the Redskins don't match it, Cousins gets to leave, correct? Yeah, for nothing. You get nothing in return. So they almost have to franchise him if they want to get some sort of compensation, right? Right. The only reason the transition tag could come back into play is the place where I thought he was going to go isn't available. San Francisco, and they, they were going to have $115 million sure. in cap room. That screamed, go reunite with Shanahan and the other team I thought, which may have been a possibility, would have been um, L.A., but Goff actually looks like a legitimate quarterback, so that's off the table. Right. You have Cleveland, potentially, and the Jets will have a ton of cap room. I don't think he'll go to Cleveland or the Jets. I really don't. Just perennial wasteland. I wouldn't go to to the Browns. Right, right. Um, Offense is the same, but (laughs) they're inept. Well, and the that's Jets assuming are better, Hugh stays. Jets are better than you think. The Jets are better than you think, and they may be a quarterback away from being decent. But still, in Jacksonville, Coughlin may want to bring reunite with Eli if you dump the nineteen million dollar fifth year option for Bortles. So the options you could roll the dice with the transition tag, and then if he doesn't find an offer that he likes, he just play out the one year there. But I tend to think. They may just franchise him again. As crazy as that sounds. Yeah. How long? So on March sixth, right? The skins say, "Okay, we're going to put." I, if my guess is, if they say March sixth, we're going to put the tag, the franchise tag. I think Kirk signs it before the weekend. I think Kirk signs that thing relatively oh, yeah, right probably, away. I'd like. Yeah, he probably does what he's done past two years. Locks in thirty-four and a half million. He right. goes, "Okay, this is my farewell tour." If they if they transition him. Do they have all the way up until the summer to find another deal? How, like, what's the timeline like? Yeah, uh, July twenty second. Okay, is the deadline, and then he would have to sign by July twenty second. Yeah, but I think he would probably go through the draft or May, June to get some offseason work in before before mini camp. He'd probably sign the tender um, if he couldn't find the offer sheet sheet he wanted. Gotcha. Because, I mean, that offer sheet would probably come out, you know, that March, when is free agency open? March 14th? It kind of opens yeah, March, March 12th. So, I mean, if he's going to get an offer, that would happen in the first couple of days of true free agency, right? No, no, you'd be, you'd, be, you'd be more strategic than that. Remember when Alex Mack got transitioned a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. They waited till closer to the draft before Jacksonville put the offer sheet um, out. Um, oh, so teams had the spent their money? To, no, you don't want the Redskins to use up cap room. Okay. Gotcha. Granted, they're going. He's going to be counting twenty-eight, but it would have to be a team that would have an abundance of cap room, which limits your suitors. It would have to be like the Jets or the Browns, where you really don't want to go because they're only teams that could put an offer sheet together. Most likely, that would make it difficult to match, unless you're going to fully guarantee the contract or do something crazy like that. <laughs> so it's it, so I've been saying for the better part of a year now that I expect a third weather. Realizing it's unprecedented that I expect a third franchise tag to occur, it sounds like you agree with me. Um, do you expect? Yeah, to be, go ahead. Oh, to be safe, you'd go a third franchise tag. That's the right. only way to you ensure should. he's your quarterback or ensure you get compensation, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Unless you do like Miami did, 
and you pull the tag off of them if you think you're going to lose them, and then you get the compensatory pick like they did with Olivier Vernon because they transitioned him, pulled it quickly, and then he went to the Giants, and since he was then unrestricted, you get the compensatory pick. Right. Uh, but even then, the compensation for what is a top ten passer in the NFL is, is it's a third, it's a third it round. Doesn't pick. merit it's what you're bottom losing. Bottom of the third round. Right. It's basically a fourth round pick. Right. It's the sandwich pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's that's not compensation for Kirk Cousins. I recognize that it's what the rules dictate, but that is in no way <laughs> equitable to what you lose in a franchise passer. Um, well, if Jimmy Garoppolo is worth a Basically, a low first, high second. He's barely played. What right. Cousins worth exactly. from a draft pick standpoint? I mean, you know, it's not the non-exclusive tag, but those conversations begin with two first-round picks. I would think the Skins would expect something like that, but they've locked themselves into such a terrible situation that they lose some leverage even on the draft market, but I, I on the trade market rather. But I wonder. Or there are teams out there that are like, Kirk's my guy. Would they pull the trigger in a trade even though they might be able to get him in free agency because they don't want to have to compete in free agency come 2019? Well, here's the thing. Teams are now, with the younger GMs, a little more willing to give up draft pick compensation, but normally you're not giving up draft pick compensation in a trade and also have to pay the guy top-of-the-market money. So those two variables together – could have somewhat of a chilling effect. But if you're a team like Denver and you look at your quarterback situation, you've got to still have a good defense in place, Kirk Cousins would do wonders for you. Yeah, and they've got Kirk receivers. Cousins and your, your playoff caliber team. Yeah, and maybe more. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, I feel like we could just talk about this for hours. I don't want to hold you up too long. Can I, can I ask you one other player – here in D.C. that's starting to garner a bunch of attention. And I'm curious, in my head, I have what I think is a number where he gets to an AAV. Um, but Sean Breland's going to be a free agent. And and I think there's going to be a, a pretty good market for Breland. You know, there's not enough corners out there. He's playing well this year. He's played well in kind of two of his four years here. What do you expect the market to be for Breland? Well, he's clearly a number two corner because you got Josh Norman as your one. And the top of the number two corner market is really Robert Alford at about $9.5 million. I'm trying to go north of that. Yep. Okay. And if the Redskins come to me and try to stick me in the Dave Amerson range, I'm going to laugh and go, okay, so you want me to take the money of the guy you cut because I because you liked me? No dice. <laughs> right. I, I'm thinking Bree gets to 10 11 per year. And and that's, I that's possible. That's I, possible. I just with the skins on the hook for seventeen mil with Josh Norman next year. I, I don't see it happening. Does that sound? I, I just don't think they can invest that much at the cornerback position. Well, you use the third round pick on Fabian Moreau for a reason. Yep, and Fuller's playing great for them too. Very true. And also, you got a uh, couple inside linebackers. You uh, you probably might want to take care of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got it. What are you hearing with Zach Brown? Not to put you on the spot. Once you get burned in free agency once, you're usually a little more reasonable. And one thing he should really recognize is the guys who are non-pass rushing linebackers you've gotten paid, it's been primarily from their own team. Yep, it Bobby wasn't Wagner. in the free agent market. Uh, look, Kiko Alonso is a restricted guy, got a long-term deal. Kirksey in Cleveland, Burfitt, Bengals, uh, Smith in Jacksonville. Ogletree with the Rams, they all got taken care of by their own team. 
So I know he's a relatively newcomer, but he's leading the NFL in tackles. So his best bet to get paid may be trying to play ball with the Redskins and remembering that he can only sign a one-year deal for 2.3, which maxes out a little over four or five of incentives this year. Yeah, um, and for whatever this is worth, he's a local. He he grew up in you know kind of Maryland, in between DC and Baltimore. I think he enjoys playing close to home. I don't think that would factor in if dollars were significantly different. But I think if oh he, yeah, definitely that ne- that never factors in. If dollars are like night and day, sure dollars. But I, I think if he realizes, hey, I might be better off here. They're taking care of me. Maybe that actually could happen. Yeah, because I think you got to take care of one of the inside linebackers. Uh, Brown's the better player than Mason Foster uh, before the start of free agency. Plus, Foster's coming off the injury with the shoulder, so he would be someone you could probably wait on. Yep. Joel, thank you so much, man. I always enjoy talking to you, and maybe we can do it again once the season ends and maybe we get a little more clarity about the next move with Kirk. Oh, no problem at all. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much, dude. Take care. You got it. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois.